0: What is true for your relationships with other people applies to your relationship with money too. It's multi layered, nuanced, emotional, and probably complex. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money. It is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in and join me today. Is this series drawing a parallel between the relationships you have in other areas of your life, inspiring you to take a closer look at your relationship with money? I'd love to know what's bubbling up for you and what next steps you're taking as a result of. So, send me a DM on Instagram to share. I can't wait to read your answers. And you can find me at J A C Q U E T T E M Timmons, T I M M O N S. Now, on to today's show. And let's start with my premise for this episode, which is this if a relationship is important to you, it's probably complex. Am I right? I mean, really, think about the relationships that are of most significance to you. Maybe it's one of your top five from the last episode, episode 118. Check it out if you don't understand the reference that I am making. If you listened to that episode and you did the exercise, I would bet you say that those top five relationships are multi-layered, nuanced, emotional, And complex to some degree. And what is true for your relationships with other people is also true when it comes to your relationship with money, including the characteristics that make a relationship a healthy one or not. So though it may seem odd to do what I'm about to do, I do think it can be really useful. So what am I about to do? I'm about to share with you six traits. And of course, there are more than six, but I'm going to spend a few minutes focusing on six traits that are present in person-to-person relationships. And in the process, I will draw parallels to show how these traits show up in the realm of money too. But before I get to those traits, let me share the biases that I am bringing to this conversation first. You get to define what healthy is and for you. Let's face it, healthy is a broad term. What it means, how it looks, and how it feels, that is not the same for everyone. Many factors influence your definition, your circumstances, your needs, your wants, and the context of it all. Hence, the reason I have gone to great lengths to avoid providing a specific definition here in this episode, as well as in episode 118. Second, definitions change. What makes a relationship healthy today may not be what made it so in the past, and it may not be what will make it so in the future precisely because your circumstances, needs, wants, and the context thereof change. Everything evolves. All relationships of significance evolve. Just give it enough time. And along with the changes regarding the the dynamics I've mentioned already, goals, roles, and responsibilities shift too. Even the rhythm of how things change and what triggers those shifts evolve over time. And finally, there's always room for improvement. Perhaps it's because Learner is my number one strength in Cliff's Finder, Clifton Strengths Finder. Or maybe it's because I am an Enneagram three, but I wholeheartedly believe that even if you describe something as excellent there is still an opportunity to make it better. Now, with those biases shared with you, let's get to those six (laughs) traits. Six traits, that's what I'm trying to say, shall we? All right, here's the first one, respect. When it comes to money, respect shows up in how you treat your money. Do you take care of it? Do you treat the dollar you have today the way you envision you would if it were actually a million dollars or more in the future? How do you talk about it, both in terms of what you expect it to do for you and when it comes to others having more or less than you? On a more practical level, respect looks like tracking it. It looks like being thoughtful when it comes to spending it or taking on additional debt. It looks like having expectations of it that are aligned with the choices you've made of how to invest it. And that's just to name a few. Second trait, trust. When it comes to money, trust is about confidence. But this can often feel ambiguous. Can you trust yourself to make smart choices? And if the answer is no, then can you trust yourself to recognize when you need help? And do you subsequently ask for it? Can you trust yourself to recover from mistakes, which we all and will make? Can you trust yourself to honor any financial boundaries or rules you have? It's probably true in all relationships, but it is most certainly true with money. And it's this. Confidence comes from taking action. The loop of take action, get feedback, take action again, becomes the evidence that eventually proves you can indeed trust yourself with money. Third trait, honesty. Sure, you may not talk to your money, but I do believe you still communicate with it via the silent language of your actions and your thoughts. When it comes to money, that silent language is embodied in your wants and needs and through your boundaries and capacity, and whether or not you fully own these without explanation or justification. Fourth trait, forgiveness. As with trust, so with forgiveness. When it comes to money, it is more about forgiving yourself for past mistakes or missed opportunities. And again, doing so with grace. Fifth trait, generosity. When it comes to money, generosity comes in a variety of forms. It can look like giving money to family, friends, charities, et cetera. But it can also look like letting someone else treat you, especially if you're the one that's always picking up the tab. It can be let someone else, give someone else the space to express their generosity to and for you. And just like with other relationships, the gestures of kindness and thoughtfulness need not be gargantuan to count. And here's the sixth trait, feedback. When it comes to money, feedback shows up in the results you get or don't. Sometimes you like the feedback you're getting, other times not so much. Not unlike when you get feedback from your family, friends, colleagues, and clients. Am I right? So this then, as you think about those traits, it then causes us to think about, well, How do we know when something is healthy versus unhealthy? What does that look like? Especially in relationship to the traits. Here's my take on it. You have an unhealthy relationship with money if the above traits are either missing, are not very strong, or don't show up consistently. And the reason that that is important to tune into Is because it can cause you to do some things that are, well, unhealthy. It can cause you to abdicate your financial power, and that can look like you outsourcing and forgetting it. It can look like you never building up the courage to negotiate so you don't do it. Or it could also look like you don't directly ask for the sale. You think those innuendos are doing the job. No, you need to ask. It can also show up as you're not exercising self-control or discipline, and examples of that are you save inconsistently, you invest without a strategy, you spend haphazardly, you take on more debt without a plan, and you don't set earnings or revenue goals. It can also look like when you don't have a healthy relationship with money that you stay in a negative emotional loop. An emotional loop of guilt, shame, stress, blame, worry. In other words, not fun at all. On the flip side, here's what a healthy relationship with money looks like and how these traits can help to kind of put a spotlight on it. You are engaged with your money. You don't just think about it when there's a need or a crisis. You understand or are willing to learn the ins and outs. Like where's the money coming from? Where is it going? You understand that being engaged with your money doesn't mean making perfect choices or having perfect outcomes all the time. You acknowledge mistakes and missed opportunities, again, with grace. You're comfortable having awkward conversations about money, or you at least embrace the comfort and the discomfort, I should say, and do it anyway. You create rules and boundaries, which, by the way, you update as the need to do so arises. You have a system and and structure in place for making choices and for managing it. And you have a game plan or a roadmap. And you will embrace the fact that it may need to be tweaked several times before you reach the quote unquote, the big goal. As I often say, your relationship with money is one of the longest you'll ever have. So if you want to make sure it thrives through the ups and downs of life and business, Do an audit every now and then, and look for the presence of these six traits. As always, thank you so much for tuning in with me today and listening all the way until the end. If this episode or this series is inspiring you to take a closer look at your relationship with money, do share all the details with me. I'd love to know what's bubbling up for you and what next steps you're taking or are considering to take as a result of, send me a DM on Instagram to share. I really look forward to reading your answers. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a review because we do read them. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here is how you can do that buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember it's about more than money.